ready to create the impactful and profitable business you've been dreaming of? It's all possible. We've done it ourselves after leaving careers in law and clinical practice. Like many other professional women, we wanted the freedom and flexibility to live life on our own terms, and we felt the pull to be more present to our growing families. But we still felt drawn to contribute, to build, and to create. For us, that looked like founding software companies, but for you, that may look different. Our mission is to help other ambitious women build and grow businesses on the internet. Starting up online can be overwhelming and isolating, but it doesn't need to be. Join us for honest conversations about what it really means to grow an online business that aligns with your values and adds something meaningful to the world. I'm Sandy Connery. And I'm Jenny Barcelos. And this is the Soulful MBA Podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. We love audiobooks and we suspect that you do too. Because you're a Soulful MBA listener, you can get an audiobook of your choice and a 30-day free trial over at audibletrial.com slash soulfulmba. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash soulfulmba for your free audiobook. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Soulful MBA podcast, episode 95, Guys, Language Matters. (laughs) I'm Jenny Barcelos, and I'm joined with my co-host, Sandy Connery. Hey, Sandy. Hi, Jenny. Hi, everybody. It's been a long time it's since over we've recorded a, month, a podcast. Over this a is month. by far our longest break we've taken since we started the podcast. It's true. But I had to go to France. Now I'm back. Get ready yeah, to get back Yeah, life happens. It. <laughs> it's true. So apologies for those of you who are listening to this in real time because this episode is coming out a little bit later than usual in the week. But we are planning on getting ourselves rejiggered back into our schedule. So things will be normal next week with two episodes a week. So we kind of didn't tell you all that we were going down to one episode a week for the month of August, but it happened. And, you know, we can talk about that separately, Sandy, why we think it's so important to take a sabbatical and take a break as business owners, because we are in this for the long haul. It's a marathon, not a sprint. And we all need rest and recovery time. So we are easing back into things with a topic this week, That is maybe not so easy to talk about, but it's one that has been on both of our minds for quite a while and I think sort of flows with some of our other episodes. So this episode is all about our use of the word guys. Yeah, and I think there's probably some people out there who are wondering, what's the big deal? That Let's just say that it's gender neutral and it just rolls off the tongue. It's one syllable. It's easy to say. And I think you and I are both here to say that we need to examine that a little bit closer and really look at the origin of that word and what it means. Yeah, it's a tough word for me to give up. But I noticed I've been hypercritical of saying this word around my daughter especially around her and her friends, if it's other girls, like I try really hard not to say guys. For me, guys has always been this endearing word that I use with my friends, like, hey guys, hey guys, what's up guys? And it seemed innocuous, but of course, as I've evolved and learned and grown as a woman and as a human, it's become a pretty problematic word in my vocabulary. Yeah. Let's take a look, Jenny, at the origin of that word. So it comes, the word guy or guys comes from Guy Fox, who was a leader of a fail, of the failed attempt in England to assassinate King James I. And after that, I believe he was 
burned or something horrible. And after that, British children would mock others and call one another guy as sort of a negative word. And it it initially meant someone who was really poorly dressed. And then over the years, it evolved into someone, a man of any dress. And then in the 30s in America, in the US really adopted that word, as we know it today. And the internet, interestingly enough, has really brought that word, like if you search the use of that word on the internet with Google's Ngram, it's had a massive rise since the early 1990s. So I find that all really fascinating, the origin of the word. Yeah. And the big glaring problem, right, is that historically it represented men or boys. And so the idea that women are using that word for each other or that men are using that word when they're including women in a group of people is just something we should be looking more closely at. Yeah, because... I know that it's easy and it's a bit slang and it's, it's, it is kind of, you know, friendly and jovial, but I do think there's a bigger issue at play. And I really believe that. So I asked, I had written this on Instagram the other day just to see what people thought of this whole concept. I have a very dear friend, Lily. She's uh, nine or maybe 10 now. And I asked her what a guy was. And she said, well, it's a man. And then I asked her, so if I walked up to you and your girlfriends and said, hey, guys, would you be offended that I basically have just called you men? And she said, no. And then she said, I do it all the time to my friends. I was like, huh, that's so interesting that you define that as a man, that word as a man, meaning man, but yet you're okay being called a man, right? And so Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is a bit of a losing battle and that the next generation as they come up will just adopt it as a gender neutral word, but it's a bit concerning to me. Yeah. And Sandy, you found this really good article by Cheryl Kleiman in the Journal of Qualitative Sociology from summer of 2002. Again, this is why our podcast is so weird and why I love it so much. But this article is so good. It's called Why Sexist Language Matters. And it's a really interesting exploration, really, on why certain words that we think are innocuous are actually really problematic. So Cheryl, Professor Kleiman, is saying that it's not really words like bitch and whore and slut that we should be so concerned with, but words like mankind, freshman, congressman, fireman, you know, chairman, because if we use the female-based generic form of these words like freshwoman or chairwoman, it would be considered really insulting if there were men who were in that group of people. They would never or if a man was it. called that by accident or something. And and she said that quote, there could be serious consequences for referring to a man as a woman, a term that still means lesser in our society. So why do men get so, if this is not true, why do men get so upset at the idea of being called a woman? Right. And that's why I think this conversation is important because I know that so many people just want to blow it off and like, it's just a word, whatever. It just means everyone. And I'm like, it doesn't mean everyone. And I think the language that we choose to use each and every day when we address our children or address the classroom or address the workshop or address the people listening to this podcast, the words matter. The words reflect our beliefs and the beliefs reflect our culture. And I, I think it's something we really need to examine. Are you okay with using that word? Mm-hmm. I'm not. Yeah, I me think neither. like me if neither. you had asked, if we had had this conversation maybe five years ago or two years ago, even, I would have been like, oh, this is a little bit overreacting and come on, it's not a big deal. And the, like, again, the more that I've learned and experienced and grown, 
the the more problematic I feel like this kind of I, I'm going to call it lazy language. It is. is. Yeah. Like I, yeah. it feels lazy to me because we're not willing to try something harder. And in the South, I feel like, you know, having lived in the South and having a lot of family in the South, there is a there is a great substitute, which is y'all. And the problem is those of us who don't live there, it, we're Cannot not really say it. you know supposed to say that. So I often say you all. When I'm talking to a group of kids, my daughter's friends, I'll say, you all need to come inside, but it doesn't flow very well. And it, it feels a little bit almost aggressive to me, but I won't say, hey, guys, let's go inside. If it's all girl, little girls, I'll say, hey, girls, let's go inside. But often there's a boy, right? And so how do you deal with that situation? Yeah, it's tough. And I don't, I personally think that we need to examine each one of the situations and have our sort of go-to word. So I think it's different if you're addressing people like on this podcast and we say, hi, everyone, you know, that's easy. But if you're in, people are directly in front of you, everyone seems a bit sort of stiff and formal, you know, so I, I might say, hi, everybody, or I mean, that's not that different, I guess. But I just think you need to to think about every situation and, and come up with your word. I mean, y'all, for me, being Canadian is out. There's just no way I could use that word without sounding like an absolute idiot. But I, I'm jealous of that word for those who can use it very naturally, because it is a perfect gender neutral pronoun that that works in almost all situations. But you can't write y'all like you can't, like, you know, if you're writing a team email or something, you can't say or a formal letter or something, you can't say y'all. So you oh, still I've seen it written. Really? No, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, say... I lived in the South and and have a Southern family members, right? And so I, I mean, yes, I wouldn't write it if I were putting it in a cover letter for a job interview, but I've seen it written, and I sure, I think but I just mean in like a, a formal email or something. You wouldn't you wouldn't use y'all. Yeah, I would find a way to rephrase a sentence to say all of you are welcome instead of y'all are welcome, right? All of you are welcome to come over, but you it really requires more careful use of language. You have to be careful with your words, which I think makes some people angry and uncomfortable. But this article that you found, again, this Professor Kleiman article, she talks about the fact that a lot of women actually are clinging to these gendered words like freshman or chairman or the phrase you guys because they feel included. And she says, I think this happens because women want to be included in the term that refers to the higher status group, which is men. But while being labeled one of the guys might make women feel included. It's actually only a guise of inclusion, not the reality. If women were really included, we wouldn't have to disappear into the word guys. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so That's it. That's it. Yeah. I mean, let's think like, I think it's time for a new word or a new phrase. Or again, I feel like it's time for the rest of the English speaking world to embrace the phrase y'all, because I think it's a good <laughs> phrase. It's the right phrase. Like I challenge anyone to give us a better phrase. And I think it's okay, y'all or you all to be what we say. This podcast is brought to you by the Namastream software platform. Namastream is an easy to use platform that helps you build and sell your own courses, memberships, and live stream programs. Go from idea to open for business in just minutes. You can learn more at namastream.com.
in researching for this podcast, Spanish, and I'm going to apologize for my butchering of these of these words, but Spanish has ustedes, which is a neutral second person plural pronoun, and then German has ihr, and English doesn't. And it's so interesting that, that, that's, that that's the case. In that same article you're referring to, Jenny, there was a story about a young, one of this professor, one of her colleague's daughters was in kindergarten. And the teacher said, so what do you guys think? And she ran out of the classroom crying because she didn't think the teacher cared about what she thought. And when they talked, I don't know if the teacher was male or female, but it was like, no, no, you, I do want to know what you think. I'm just using guys as this general word. And to this poor little girl, she was excluded in kindergarten. And that's, that's what terrifies me is that it's, we define it as a, as a man, and then we use it for women. And how do our little girls interpret that? Yeah, right. And I have one of those little girls. And so that's part of why I wanted to have this podcast episode and why I think we're talking about this. And I think you as a conscious thinking mother of a boy want to make sure that your son is also, you know, like that you're raising your son to be aware of this gendered use of language. And so, I mean, I don't think we have all the answers that that one article we've been referencing, the climate article talks about some examples like first year student instead of freshman or chair instead of chairman, Ms. instead of Mrs. or Miss, humankind instead of mankind, she or he instead of he. Like there are a lot of ways to incorporate non-gendered or non-sexist language um, into the phrases we're used to using. But this one in particular is really difficult. Yes, absolutely. Speaking about those other words like man as sort of this anchor word for our language. She also had an example where she had written a card to be left. So if if um, somewhat like a waitstaff had said, hey, guys, when they walked over the table, she would leave this card after to say, hey, you know, guys is not always that inclusive and maybe think about other words that you could use in this situation. And uh, they wrote the little story about if we use the words like chairman and freshman and mankind, why is that a gendered word? And what if we change that to race or religion? Like if we said, you know, chair black or fresh black, or of course, that's not going to be accepted. But yet we are okay with that divide with the gender. So that was such a great example. Like, why is it man? Like, why is man that sort of anchor word that we use in our language? And that's what makes me so crazy mad. Well, it's because historically, that's who's held yeah. all of the power in our culture. But I think it's important for women to realize the language that they use and let's just be smarter about the words that we choose. And there's like, you know, you can say friends, you can say team, you can say peeps if that is what, you know, if that works for you. People, I don't know, there's lots of options. But I think, I don't think there's one word to use in all situations. I think there's like different words for different situations. Yeah, I think so. And so if you have, if you're listening to this episode and you have suggestions for how you speak or how you've resolved this, we'd love to hear it. I mean, you can pop on over to our Facebook group or you can email us to team at namastream.com and let us know because I think this is something that we're on the hunt to solve. And change, cultural shift and cultural change starts with just a small group of people. And so those of us who... Uh, particularly those of us who are women and are in the online space and are are living a very public life, I think we can lead by example by reframing our own use of language. Absolutely. Do you want to move into Join Hustle? Let's do it. Okay. Well, along these lines, I have been reading this summer a bunch of really great books, which I'm hoping we'll get a chance to discuss in the podcast in the coming months. 
So this book that I've really been enjoying this summer is called Charlotte Walsh Likes to Win. It's a novel that came out. It's a great summer read. And as we're heading into fall, I think it'll be a great fall read as well. It's purely pleasurable, a wonderful novel about a woman who to me sounds a lot like Sheryl Sandberg, but is a fictional character who is who makes this very sort of ambitious decision to run for Senate from the state of Pennsylvania. And so it's all about kind of women's ambition and how this very powerful woman from Silicon Valley is returning to her hometown and deciding to run for national political office and sort of the different pitfalls and struggles and triumphs she encounters along the way and the way she's sort of treated very differently than her older male opponent in the race. Um, And so as someone who loves politics, or at least used to love politics and lived that life as a young person, um, and someone who is also fascinated by the tech space, I loved this book. I thought it was so fun. And I thought it also raised a lot of really important feminist issues. Yeah, it sounds really good. I definitely want to borrow that when you are done. Yes. And you can. (laughs) And The Hustle. The Hustle is, I have been binge listening and I just finished to a new podcast that came out, I think it started in May, called Zigzag. And it's Manoush and Jen. And they have left their um, stable jobs in uh, radio and started their own podcast. And what's so interesting about them is that they are telling the story of what it's like to start this new production company. And they are involved with a new platform called Civil and Cryptocurrency. It's all so messy and delicious. It's amazing. So if you have been curious about cryptocurrency or the blockchain, this is the podcast to learn because they tell it in a story. They're just two moms that are doing their thing and they don't understand it half the time and they're laughing and trying to interview these people and they have committed to going on this platform for journalism called Civil that is built on the blockchain. And so they have to sort of scramble and learn it all. And there is a new cryptocurrency called Civil Tokens that'll be released in September 2018. So that's their funding is very dependent on that what these things go for when they are released to the public. So huge learning curve. I absolutely loved it. They're funny and smart. And it's just a great way to learn about crypto and the blockchain. And I just need to add, Sandy, that you vetoed my request (laughs) to do a podcast episode on the blockchain earlier this year. Because I didn't understand it. I'm so grateful that you've changed your mind and that now you're into the blockchain. And so this is a hustle and not a joy because I think every one of us has a responsibility to understand what's unfolding because this is changing fundamentally the financial structure of our economy and we all should understand how it works. And I also still don't completely understand it, but I think it's fascinating. And I do enjoy this podcast as well. I think everyone should have a listen. And I think we will also now be coming out with an episode on the blockchain. (laughs) It's official now. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Okay, folks, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We're excited to be back and we'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Ready to go from, I really want to build an online business, but don't know where to start to, wow, I've just sold my first digital product. That's exactly what we're going to help you do during our free Become an Online Teacher course. We've created a simple five-day email-based course 
to teach you everything you need to get started as an online teacher. By the end of the week, you'll have a digital product that's mapped out, priced, and ready to offer your community. Head over to soulful.mba slash teacher to sign up. It's totally free. Thank you for listening to the Soulful MBA podcast.